BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from one till four. You miss something, you go uh, you go to the iHeart app after four o'clock, and we've got the John and Ken on demand podcast. Same show, and you could uh pick up what you missed. Yeah, we want to remind you that the Moist line, have you heard of it? It's coming back around on Friday on the John and Ken show. You can leave a message using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86. That's 1-877-664-7886. Well, we've been chronicling this for the past week or two, and it took effect on Sunday. Los Angeles County has a new bail schedule. The Los Angeles County Superior Court made a decision that for many crimes, many everyday crimes that you're aware of, it would be a case of sight and release. There could be circumstances, obviously, for the most violent of crimes and other situations where they might call on a special magistrate to come and determine whether or not bail is necessary in the situation. Uh, just before this took effect, 12 California towns uh, went to court to try to get an injunction slapped on this taking effect, but they didn't get a hearing uh, in time for it to start on Sunday, October 1st, and we thought they were going to have a hearing today, but we think it's probably been delayed. There's probably questions about where it should be held since this decision was made by the L.A. County Superior Court. Where do you go with trying to slap an injunction on it? But anyway, to talk about all the issues around zero bail, we're bringing on Jeffrey Clayton. Uh, he's the policy director, executive director for the American Bail Coalition. Jeffrey, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys doing? We're doing all We're right. And, and the American Bail Coalition, you represent uh, who specifically here? Uh, insurance companies are underwrite all the bail bondsmen in California. Yeah. And, and what's, the, what's the industry's opinion of this uh, anarchy that's been unleashed here in L.A. County? Well, the public doesn't realize this is an outrage because what really happened is uh, 
the county of Los Angeles and the city of Los Angeles were sued by activists called the Civil Rights Corps, which led to all this, and the attorney general was sued. Uh, and all of them said, it's not our problem. We don't care. We're not going to defend uh, the law. And so Judge Ruff held that the bail schedule was unconstitutional. And these cities, unfortunately, uh, didn't come to the party in time, and that's why we are uh, where we are. I mean, luckily now we're going to have uh, sort of a legal throwdown. We'll get to the get to the bottom so, of so, it. But yeah, I had heard how we this. Got here is everybody gave up. Yeah, I had heard this that uh, the sheriff and uh, LAPD chief didn't come and speak out in court to keep this bail schedule. Why not? Why didn't they do that? Well, essentially, they said the judges, you know, were the ones that set bail, which is true. Which is why the attorney general should have defended them. But again, you know, when this whole whole scenario happened in. Uh, in San Francisco, when Kamala Harris was attorney general, she didn't defend it either. So it's no surprise that so, the attorney general is not going to defend see, California so, state sometimes law. Sometimes I think like our sheriff, Robert Luna, and definitely the uh, uh, the chief of police in L.A., Thomas Moore, that they, they straddle the middle it's on Michael this. Moore. Michael Moore, rather. They, they straddle the middle on this. And, and they never quite denounce anything, but they never quite come to our our side. It's like they took a knee, right, Michael We're, Moore did to the protesters right, in 2020. It's that kind of thing. Exactly. Now, you know, now that the bail policy was put into effect, they're protesting, but where were they? Because this bail idea from the uh, L.A. County Superior Court Judge Lawrence Riff goes back to the middle of last year. Right. I mean, they need to defend California law, whether they do agree with it or not. For but the why, reason that but we need why to aren't they control. defending it? Why aren't they defending it like day one, holding press conferences, going on media circuits and talk shows and say, this is outrageous. This is wrong. We're all in danger. After it happens, it's like, oh, I really don't like this. Well, I don't know. I think it's because the activists are basically the friends of the people that are ultimately in charge in California, which is they want zero bail, and this is the mechanism they can get it because they can't seem to pass in the legislature. They couldn't get over the referendum, and this is really the only thing they have left. Yeah, that's another thing people wondered. I mean, we voted on this, Proposition 25 and 2020 statewide. Bail was upheld. Exactly, and the whole idea that bail is unaffordable. I mean, we've won two cases in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit, and the Supreme Court has already looked at this and said there's no problem with poor people bail. So... The only place this theory is flying is in California where nobody's defending it. I was going to ask you that because they keep making the claim, well, this was clearly unconstitutional, but you said it's already been argued to the U.S. Supreme Court? Yeah, the um, there's been two cases in the 11th Circuit, both of which the U.S. Supreme Court has refused to hear because they're basically holding the, yeah, the idea that, you know, somebody can't afford their bills is not an unconstitutional situation as long as the judge actually hears their appeal, which is what's set up to do in California well, right well, now. Okay, then how does a judge get away with saying it's unconstitutional when the Supreme Court of the U.S. has already said otherwise? Well, there's nobody defending it. You know, the whole idea that it doesn't protect public safety, well, you know, if we could get in the case and make the argument, when people are in jail, they don't commit crimes. That's the whole thing that's being I know. here. It's, it's so simple. The general deterrence of the fact that you know, if there's a threat of bail, then people aren't going to commit the crime. So there's a lot of arguments that just aren't getting in so, here. And I, frankly, I think Judge Ruff's hands were tied. Why? Why do you say that? I don't think he really had anything to go on except what the activists had presented, uh, because the attorney general didn't present anything and nobody else really presented anything. So, so, so everybody's in on this. So the there was no people. other side. The attorney general, I believe, but the police chief and, and the uh, sheriff. They're all in on it, too. They're all secretly ultra-progressive and uh, want to empty the jails and prisons. No, that don't, I don't know about that. I think they have a plausible argument to say that the judges should be defended and California state law should be defended and that the attorney general should be the one to do that. Unfortunately, he's just not doing it. I, well, if everybody's going to say not my job, then there's, right. no, there's nobody around.
What about, John, your idea yesterday that maybe we could make bail more commensurate for people that are poor, just making sure it's important enough that they, well, you know, don't commit the crime when they're well, out on bail? What, Is there a way to, to change the, 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 the way yeah, it's done? A, a sliding scale based on, uh, you know, whatever your net worth is or whatever your paycheck is. I mean, I, I think they have that in some jurisdictions around the country, don't they? They do. And, uh, you know, the uh, former uh, county court judge in my hometown of Denver had a sliding scale system where he had an income bracket on the top and then sort of the bail schedule was based on that. And there were different that, categories for different levels of income. Did that work? I thought it did. I mean, at least drew, drew attention to the fact that judges needed to take a better look at it uh, in terms of, you know, what's appropriate and what's not, and not just say everybody who commits this assault is therefore a hundred thousand. Well, that should be a little, maybe even higher for the extremely rich guy who are worried is going to take off. Right, exactly. You, it's, it's it's to keep you from taking off, so you make it high enough so that it'll hurt if if they don't show up uh, uh, to their uh, to their hearing. Are you hearing right, anything so far about LA LA County zero bail? Anything? I think it's too early yet because you know the cases in the pipeline still get adjudicated under the old system, so it usually takes a few weeks before we find out you know how oh. things are looking. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. You're right. I guess somebody who was arrested before October 1st is still right under the old rules. Right. But, but odds are this is not going to turn out well if there's virtually no consequence to, to stealing just about anything from retail shops, your car, I mean, your dog. It, if there's no immediate consequence, not even bail. Not even a temporary uh, stay yeah, you in jail. You got to have something at risk. Right? Well, then, then, then it's it's going to be anarchy. Is it not at some point? Well, we learned that during the pandemic, so we're living with that right now. But the ultimate result is there's going to be no bail schedule at all. And I don't know what the world like that's going to look like because the L.A. courts just aren't funded to set everybody's bail, which is going to happen. So it's going to be mass chaos if we go to a system like that where we just, you know, judges are going to have to have a hearing on every single one. They just don't have the resources to do that. So they'll just have whole swaths of people that they never see and just let out on zero bail because they won't. You know, the measure of getting bail in L.A. will be how many court hearings can we have? Oh. What's right. your opinion of this lawsuit by these twelve cities, and where should it where should it be uh, taken to? What court? I think it's good. I think you know ultimately, I think the California Supreme Court is going to have to decide this question. They could remove it to federal court and try to get the Ninth Circuit to do it, but we know that's a non-starter. So I think we'll they'll have to uh, combine these cases. I'm assuming, and they'll, we'll get eventually a decision from the California Supreme Court. Hopefully, there'll be an injunction while we can figure all of this out. All right, Jeffrey Clayton, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. All right, he is the executive director, policy director for the American Bail Coalition. And, of course, we wanted his input on what's going on in L.A. County, effective Sunday, which is the new bail schedule system. It's no bail site and release for a lot of crimes, some of which would really horrify you, but the one we keep highlighting is car theft. More coming up, Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Well, in the city of Los Angeles, where people get to basically plunk down wherever they want with a homeless encampment, we've seen the dangers of that. One of the big ones, of course, is fires. There are people that uh, camp out in alleyways behind people's homes, and they have their propane tanks with them. And, of course, that sometimes can be a disaster. We bring you a story we haven't seen before from this category. Channel 5, and it's happening in Studio City. 
KTLA reporter Chris Wolf is talking about where this homeless encampment is and is really scaring neighbors. With Halloween fast approaching, people in Studio City have set up elaborate fear-inducing decorations. But alert citizens say the real scare in the community is located along the LA River, where Moore Park Street meets Radford Avenue. Warning signs say it all. High pressure gas pipeline. I've already thought a million times that this whole street is just going to go kaboom. Look closer and you'll notice a homeless setup against the embankment right on top of that gas line. Neighbors tell us they have continually contacted authorities, the utilities, and nothing happens. Kobe Brainerd says police visited the site a day earlier. It's like our hands are tied at, at some point without uh, anybody going out there and actually physically tearing down the encampment, you know, and, and, and getting rid of whoever's over there. Social media and neighborhood watch apps are blowing up with conversation about the situation. And that's exactly the concern, a potential explosion given the right or you might say wrong circumstances. Postings include very dangerous. If the government is not going to uphold sanitation, policing and infrastructure support needed to maintain an organized society, why are we paying taxes? And the city doesn't care. You want action? Run. Are you concerned? Very concerned. Worst case scenario, some kind of explosion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm the New Yorker, so I think about those things all the time and see something, say something, which I did. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Back here live, SoCal Gas says it was notified today about this problem. The utility says it's trying to verify if this is an active gas pipeline. But regardless, pipelines should be clear of debris. SoCal Gas also says it reached out to the L.A. City Council and officials will be attempting to contact the inhabitants of that encampment. We will, will be keep you posted attempting on this story. To contact? What do you mean attempting to contact? Why aren't the police there instantly? Immediately. And, and order the, order the, ordering them off at gunpoint. You can't sit on a gas line. What is wrong with everybody? I mean, that, that would this wouldn't even be a news story because or, ordinarily back pre-anarchy days, somebody calls and said, hey, there's a homeless encampment on top of an active gas line. Cops would be right there. Say, everybody gone. Go, go. And if anyone resisted, they'd get uh, they'd get jailed. There's got all these signs sometimes it says be before you dig, call this number because you could hit a sure. gas line or something like that. What? Oh, but this doesn't matter. Guess whose council district this is? Good old Nithya Raman. Oh, she is just... She's Her homelessness useless. deputy has been notified of the situation and said they will attempt, attempt, attempt to contact the so, inhabitants of the encampment. So if the inhabitants say no, then the pipe yeah, may... Where whoa. are they going to go? Where could they go? It's wow. a stupid answer we get. They got nowhere to go. What's wrong with it? This is what I'm talking They're going to kill everybody. This is a psychopathic religion. Because one of the things about being a psychopath is you have no, uh, no, no, no compassion for other people's problems. So yeah. they don't care that the neighborhood's in danger of blowing up. It doesn't bother them because the tenets of their religion is to lionize and idolize these these martyrs, the, these, these saints of homelessness. These people are the exalted ones now in their religion. That's who they worship. God, what? I mean, it's really a mind virus. 
That's what Elon Musk said. It's it, it's the woke mind virus. That's what it is. How could you possibly let this group sit on an active gas line and not do something about it immediately? That That's impossible. You'd have to say this is a form of insanity. This story is a day or two old. You would think by now I'm looking for an update, but I don't see anything new. No, they're not, they don't do anything. No, but they don't well, care. But that's you always say that there's going to be one major big freaking disaster. Yeah. And, and then everybody's going to go, oh, yeah, well, we should have done something about that. You know, I don't even know if that's true anymore. Yeah, that's... I don't. I don't even know if the whole block blew up whether they would change their ways at all because again, it would violate their religion, and they don't have any empathy for anybody else except the uh, the the sacred ones in their religion. Remember, people used to sacrifice babies, right? They did. They did? Since well, in in ancient religions, yes, oh. they sacrificed babies. They sacrificed. Animals, obviously, that was very common. And so they were capable, that, that, that's still, we have the same brain structure. Once you declare a certain group sacred that you want to protect, and then you want to appease the gods, you, you have to sacrifice others. Something that you really treasure, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah, in, usually innocence. So if we, right. we have to sacrifice, you know, the, these people in the neighborhood because our, our our sacred protected group needs a home. You think I'm crazy. When all this all shakes out, you're going to see. This was mass hysteria. This was a, a psychopathic religion that people in government started believing in. They got intimidated by activists. They, they have, it's infected the media. It's infected universities. It's infected politics. They all, and these views didn't even exist five years ago. None of this ever came up. And now it's all coming up at once. Why? But we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. 
Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. If you uh, miss anything about the show after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. All right. Well, there's another strike. This is the year of strikes. By the way, what happened to the hotel workers strike? That just kind of faded from any information. I don't know. The hotel workers were on strike. I never cared. They're going to rotate the different hotels. Yeah, I never cared. Because I don't stay. Well, the hotel. actors and the writers strike got a lot of attention. Sure, because everybody like it's critical to our lives that we have writers and actors. <laughs> but at least people could relate to you know watching television. But if you live, well, in, if you live in L.A., you, odds are you're not going to stay in an L.A. hotel unless you're cheating on your wife. Now, this latest one should be of concern to people who have medical problems because it's Kaiser Permanente employees. So we'll talk about it it's coming up after the news at three o'clock with Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. The El Segundo Times did one of these stories that, uh, well, it's about the tenant from hell. Uh, sympathies are split, although obviously the tenant in question here is a crazy person. Uh, it's a story of a man by the name of Sasha Jovanovic. Uh, he came here from the Netherlands, I think in 1990. He looks like he's a dentist. Anyway, he was building a beautiful home in the hills of Brentwood. And uh, he, he's in periodontics. And he also had uh, built a guest house, or as the El Segundo Times calls it, an ADU, accessory dwelling unit. <laughs> Do you know run, they run stories promoting that every week? Because they think it's going to help solve the housing crisis right. if you build a little thing in your backyard right. and put, that, put that, grandma that, or a homeless person in there. That's, that's what they're pushing, yeah. Um, anyway, he ended up with a tenant by the name of Elizabeth Hirschhorn. And he contracted with her in April of 2022 to stay in the little guest house through the Airbnb service. Um, she was going to pay uh, like a hundred and how much was it a night? Uh, $105. $105 a night. The fees would be 20793 bucks because it would be 187 days in total. That's six months. This was, invi- this was inviting because it is a long-term rental. So you don't have yeah. to deal with people coming and going. I mean, that, that's, that's actually a pretty good price. You get six months in Brentwood at... Uh, at that's you know, cheaper than a hotel room. Oh, yeah. At, at $3,500 a month, roughly. Right. Yeah, that's well, a, that's a good deal. Her profile from another Airbnb host simply said she had a lot of particular needs that I eventually could not accommodate. He uh, said, uh, Sasha said that probably should have been a tip-off, but he took her on anyway. And then at the beginning, they sometimes actually talked. Uh, Everything was fine. But then one day she complained that the electronic blind stopped working. And he comes in the home, the ADU, the guest house, and he notices there might be mold. And he thinks it's not a good idea, so I want to repair the mold. Would you please stay at a hotel? Well, I repair them. I'll pay for the hotel. There was water damage. She probably made a big water mess 
didn't tell him, and the mold started. Right. So he offered her $1,500 towards a hotel of her choice, and she said no. And then she started citing, and here we go, L.A. County's COVID-19 tenant protections resolution Mm -hmm. and the 2011 doctor's note pointing out her extreme chemical sensitivities. Because he even said, you can stay in my home then while we get this fixed. And she said, no, I have extreme sensitivity to cat dander. You know, this guy should have changed the locks (laughs) and given her money back. I don't think she leaves. Well, I mean... some way you've got to lure her out and and then you got to get armed security. You got to do something because there's, there's no law on the uh, homeowner's side here. No. Well, her tenancy ended in April of 2022 and you can guess the rest. She's still there. That's a crazy and person. Then they both got lawyers and apparently the last word from her lawyer is uh, give her a hundred thousand dollars and we can resolve this a hundred thousand dollars. He has to pay her. He, he, she's holding his uh, little guest house for ransom. ransom she wants exactly. $100,000 to move out. And he what did serve nuts. her multiple eviction notices. Nothing happened. Uh, yeah. He reached out to the Department of Building and Safety. I'll send you more paper. The, <laughs> oh, actually, she reached out to L.A.'s Department of Building and Safety, and they found code violations. It wasn't approved for occupancy, and it had an unpermitted shower. There you go. There you go. So that, that put him in trouble. That man. is Los Angeles, isn't it? This is they're, they're they're pushing these ADUs, the Los Angeles government, right? Yeah. And 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 so you do it, and then somebody moves in, won't leave. You call the city, and the city says, "Ah, you you did something wrong here. There's not a permit for the shower here, and we you didn't uh, fill out the proper approval forms." Holy smokes. Eventually, she got in touch with a city official, a housing investigator, who agreed that because the unit violated city codes, he had to withdraw his eviction notices until he could prove the unit was in compliance. So he, wait a second, she gets to stay in a unit that's not even legal. It's not that she has to go be, I mean, if it's not, if it's, if it didn't qualify for occupation, then why do they let her occupy it? Because it didn't qualify to be occupied, and he didn't get it qualified. Therefore, he has no help in evicting someone. I think that's what the city's saying. You got to hire somebody. <laughs> you got to hire somebody to coax her, uh, to incentivize her to get out. And not only that, he's been billed $660 for not complying. Oh, for goodness sakes. L.A. is the mob, isn't it? That's the mafia. Everybody's running a racket. So it's not that the place is unsafe. It's that this guy never paid the ransom to L.A. City. Their stupid forms and their stupid applications. Their stupid permits. She sent him an email a month after her move-out date. Your actions and alleged repairs are are made knowing that of my disability requiring accommodations. I believe you did this to harass and scare me. Oh my God. That's when he wanted to go in there and fix the mold. There, That's it, what started all there this. There is no upside to renting out to strangers. There really isn't. Not in California. I, I, no I think upside. most of it, but you could really end up with a nightmare is the problem. You're oh, playing a game of roulette. This, well, this is like, you know, dating online. This is the same thing. This yeah, is, you know, you, you you Airbnb really online. Person, That's right. right. You know, with a rental agency, the old-fashioned way, right? The, the rental agent met with people. And 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 vetted them, did background checks on them. Now it's just any stranger shows up, and next thing you know, uh, you might have a shooting breakout, like they did up in uh, in Beverly Hills a few months ago, right? 
Right. They had that rap party. You know, suddenly you think you're renting it out, uh, you know, just uh, for to any old guy for the weekend. And then there's three dead bodies in front of your house. Oh, look at this. She argues now, that since his unit was not approved for occupancy, she doesn't have to pay rent. As the unit did not have a certificate of occupancy, the maximum allowable rent for the unit is zero, zero, zero. Meanwhile, the city investigator concluded that the unit is subject to L.A.'s rent stabilization ordinance, giving this woman more stronger tenant protections. Holy what mackerel. a nightmare. Uh, wow. This is on purpose. And like this I mentioned, is- after months of back and forth, she asked for a hundred grand. This is the hatred of property owners, which is a tenet of communism. Is the it's hatred exactly it is, you know, right? and the oppression of property owners. <laughs> That's that is what we're living in. So, from what we can gather from this story, uh, they're still living side yeah. by side. She's in the little guest house, and I he's in the main be. house, and he goes, "I don't feel safe." I would <laughs> never get into the Airbnb racket in California. Never. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. iHeart Radio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. On Instagram, uh, there's a uh, post from L.A. in a minute, L.A. in a minute, and it features today the KFI transmitter in La Mirada, <laughs> our our tower, and it's a little historical piece on uh, how we're uh, we we at KFI are very important uh, for national security, and um, so if you want to go go to L.A. in a minute on Instagram and uh, enjoy the video and the history of uh, the KFI radio tower and uh, our role in. Uh, in protecting Keep this great nation. Safe. Yes. Didn't we didn't we do a show from there? Uh, and I think I remember it was during the big mortgage meltdown of 2000 what was that 8 9? I remember because they remember the transmitter yes, got did. knocked out by a plane yes. and they were redoing it and then when it got fixed I think we we went there I think all the shows were done from there. Yeah. Yeah, well, they they have a like a transmitter studio there. Yeah. In fact, it, I think it was in an RV that oh. we uh, we did it from. We did the show. And uh, you know, uh, one one time I did I did my half of the show from there because I was oh. I was going to the Angels All Star Game, so I wanted so. to be close <laughs> by. So as soon as the show is over, I drove to Anaheim Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, from the category of what will they think of next, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors unanimously voted to ask L.A. County Executive to explore buying up residents' medical debt. Ah, they supposedly L.A. County residents have $2 billion in unpaid medical bills. This brilliant idea comes from Supervisor Janice Hahn, along with our friend Holly Mitchell. And they believe the county can turn around, buy up the debt, and then settle it for pennies on the dollar. So they think it would cost millions, not billions, to settle the debt for the residents. To, to, to buy $2 billion of debt, we'd have to spend $24 million. That's the estimate from the Department of Public Health. Do you really trust estimates from government well, why officials? Do we, I don't understand. Why do we have to spend this money? That because we, we want to help our people who have terrible I'm driving bills. over terrible potholes in my, uh, in my neighborhood. It says here they're likely I'm, to go hungry. That would be food insecure. Who is? Who are these hungry people? They struggle to keep their housing and they skip their medication. I drive on the street. Well, some report came out saying that this is what's happening to. You think there are that many really hungry people outside of you know the the drug addicted vagrants? Because I drive around and I see I see obese people everywhere. 
It's like almost everybody's <laughs> overweight. Everyone's eating too much. Everyone is well, but they're they're nutritionally unbalanced people. Well, but, but they, they need yeah, to but, eat healthier. Well, that that's their choice, though. You have to that decide. That leads to diabetes and more medical bills. We yeah, have that's to pay. not a lack of money. That's that's mm. just you know no discipline. I, Bad choices. I it don't says get here it. half of those surveyed said medical bills were stopping them from buying basic necessities. Wow. But they're not paying their medical bills. The whole point of this is these this is old debt for the most part that the hospitals have written off. And so that's why it's being sold to outside collection agencies. That's outside collection agencies. Who basically said, we'll get you some of the money, but it's right. going to be at a steep discount. So, yeah, right. And so, we're taking some off the top. So right. this is old debt payments that are never going to be made by the people. So these people are not foregoing their 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 food and their other necessities. Right. They haven't paid this money for years. And they're so. never going to. And the hospitals know this. But this is like just a, a technical matter on the books. They have to write but it does off. Can this affect your credit rating if you don't pay your medical debt? It's, Would that it's, go into it's, your... it's people who don't care about credit ratings. Well, what if they're trying to get a car or anything, or they're trying to purchase anything major, or, you know, or get a house? Look, or... if you violate too many rules of life, you're screwed. In the end, you're screwed. And that that's what a lot of people resent, is that people like the county board of supervisors, they're, they constantly are rewarding people, paying off people who violated every common sense rule of life. Yes, so, this is from the category of people that cannot be responsible yeah, for themselves. It, so the government has to step in and take over. It's like now Biden wants to, uh, uh, he's coming up with all these other ideas to relieve uh, student debt. It's decades, student debt. it's decades of irresponsibility is what it is. And, it, and it's, it's math illiteracy. You know, I don't get the student debt thing. When, when you take out a loan, even if it's 20 pages of gobbledygook, right? On the last page it says, you are borrowing this amount of money. You are paying this interest rate, so over the next 15 years, you're going to owe a total of this. And you look at that, and you see, oh, it's going to cost you, uh, you know, $1,200 a month for the next 15 years. It's it's there in black and white. Do, you, do people not understand what that says? And and you're right. They found an expert in this story, Wesley Yin, professor of public policy and management at UCLA's Luskin School of Public Affairs. He says, yeah, that seems like a low price. And as John indicated, it's really old debt that most people forgot about. So it's probably nothing that's ever going to get collected. Anyway, he said, well, you do them more if you if you go after their new debt, because that would be much more expensive. Well, if they never pay it off, if they never paid it off and they're never going to pay it off, why are we paying it off? <laughs> well, I don't get it. out the hospitals. It's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to give these residents any money. It doesn't clear up their credit issues because they already maybe went 10 years without paying the bill. Right. So I don't I don't understand. What is this? Which means somehow they're living their life and budgeting without paying these medical bills that they're claiming yeah. are causing them to be food insecure. Yeah. Yeah. That and they're does not, seem like how a, could you a be, disconnect there? How could you be food insecure when you're not paying your, 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 your medical bills? Right. You're, you're like, still making the same amount of money. And you're still not paying your medical bill. So it doesn't change the financial calculus. Boy, this is another scam. All right, coming up next. Of course, it's from Janice Hahn. This is a large strike. 75,000 workers at Kaiser Permanente locations around several states have walked out. We'll find out what the issues are. We'll talk to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. 
Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.